0: Welcome back to Kidman Talk. This is your host, Carl Bastian, a.k.a. the Kidologist, coming to you from kidology.org. And always looking forward to spending a little time with you here on what is now the 141st episode of Kidman Talk, where I love to just fulfill my mission of equipping And encouraging you in your children's ministry. Today's podcast is sponsored by the NIV Kids Visual Study Bible. The one I actually use when I teach on Sundays. I'm excited to tell you a little bit more about it in just a little bit. Today... We're going to be talking about nothing else than COVID. No, we're not going to be talking about COVID, but I had a listener dare me to come up with an acronym from COVID. We're all dealing with this unique era of ministry. And so yes, I've got some things I want to talk to you about to encourage you about how to do ministry in this season. Yes, it's a tough season, but it's also a season packed with potential and opportunity and a way to kind of reset and reframe and prepare for what God's got next for us. So, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, take a pause, take a break, and let's spend a little bit of time together talking Kidmen. On Kidman Talk. Hey, I did that perfect this time. Always try and time it to the music. Hey, thank you so much for your words of encouragement. For the comments under the podcast, whether you listen to this through iTunes or Facebook or YouTube or however you get Kidman Talk, it always makes my day. Um, I always find it encouraging. Um, it takes time, you know, to put this together. You know, the filming of it, the talking, that's easy. It's the post-production. Um, that's a lot of work. And uh, and so it just uh, makes my day and encourages me to know that it's equipping and encouraging you. The last episode uh, blew me away, over 5,000 downloads and views. Um, and so I'm I, it just blesses me to know that I'm able to speak into your life and encourage you. And I hope that this podcast will do the same thing. And if it does encourage you, man, please do just go ahead and share. We always make an easy link, kidology.org forward slash Kidman Talk, and whatever the number of the episode is, in this case, it's one 41. And yes, we're going to talk not about COVID per se. We've done a lot of how we're reopening and what we're doing and all of that. I've even got a link. Everyone's asking me, what's your church doing? What's your policies? And I'm going to share some of that with you. We have reopened. I know not everyone's able to. Many churches here in Colorado haven't. Um, It's been challenging. We'll talk about a little bit of that today. But I do want to encourage you to check out our sponsor for today. And it is something I'm delighted to talk about. It is the NIV Kids Visual Study Bible. I love this book, and it is what I actually teach from on Sunday mornings. It's beautiful, it's got big margins, it's got uh, pictures and graphs and all overviews. You know, I got to preach recently um, in big church, as I like to call it. And I'll put a link in the show notes. And I got to challenge parents. And and anytime I get a chance to go in big church and talk to the parents, I'm pretty bold. And uh, I'm so thankful to be at a church where I get that opportunity. I know not everybody does. And I got to tell you, I graciously and lovingly and somewhat gently and boldly, can you be gentle and bold at the same time? Yeah, I think you can. I think Jesus pulled that off too. But I kind of let the parents have it. And and what I said was, if you give your kids a Bible— that's boring, I said that ought to be a sin. If you give your kids a Bible that's got tiny little words and it's in some ancient translation that's difficult to read and it doesn't have any pictures and it doesn't have any charts— what you're communicating to the kids is that the Bible's not that important, that God's Word, it, it, that it's boring, and, and your kids are not going to fall in love with God's Word. And, and I kind of chided him. I said, you know, when it comes to sports and school and music and extracurricular, man, you buy your kids the best, right? You want them to have the best sports equipment and the best science equipment and the best music Equipment and the best safety equipment, right? You'll go, you'll you'll spend the money because you want them to excel in all those other areas, and then and then when it comes to a Bible, like you buy them the cheapest one, right? No, you should not blink at dropping whatever the best Bible costs. Now, I'm not saying this Bible is expensive. I don't know what it costs. My point is, I don't care what it costs. My point is that you buy your kids a good Bible because you want kids to open up the Word of of God and to be drawn to it. You want them to be excited about it. You want them to see pictures and things, and you want them to be um, wanting to learn more and and seeing little references and turning to other places and, and going to the back and seeing charts and graphs. And You want them to be wanting to read their Bible. You want it to be exciting. You want them to, to to go away from their time in God's Word going, man, that, that was an exciting experience. This is a dynamic book. And so please, get your kids, especially as it's going back to school time, Get them a good Bible now. Their sponsors. So I want to make sure I get this right. All right. So start the year off right. I've got I've got my little script here. Right. This full featured study Bible for kids includes a spectacular full color interior featuring over seven hundred illustrations, photos, infographics, maps, and kid friendly study notes to help explain the text. Give them the NIV Kids Visual Study Bible and watch their curious minds find the answers that will encourage them to keep. Digging further into the Scripture, Amen. That's basically what I said, isn't it? And the URL is easy. Just go to nivkidsvisualstudybible.com, and there's a free sampler, and you can learn more about it. So go to nivkidsvisualstudybible.com today. Please do it. Please check it out, and don't just encourage kids to buy it. Don't just encourage your parents to buy, get one for yourself. All right. I, I sprung and I got me the nice leather bound one that looks really cool. They've got a very colorful hard copy version as well. Um, but I teach from this and kids will come up and say, Ooh, what Bible is that? Parents ask me, um, what, what Bible are you using? Are you recommend? And I say, Buy your kids this one, all right? See, there's even some some notes right in here from um uh, from, from my teaching, all right? And so teach from the Bible, use the Bible. I highly recommend that. Check it out again. That's NIV Kids Visual Study Bible.com. Yes, kids can get a study. Bible. All right. And it encourages them to not just read the Bible, but to study the Bible. All right. I've got some exciting things to tell you about today, but I got a challenge. You know, I love acronyms. I even wrote an acronym for acronym. It's a crazy riddle of nuggets, yielding meaning. And um, so anytime I teach, I love using acronyms because it kind of helps organize content and it it helps make things more memorable. And so I'm often doing that in my coaching and in my teaching. Sometimes you you just can't do it. You don't want to do it so much where you're kind of forcing it. But when it happens naturally, um, it really helps. And the English language is, is just beautiful, right? There's often so many words um, for every topic uh, but as as we're in this challenging season where churches many are closed or even if they're open like mine is there's 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 great um restrictions um, there's things we have to do from social distancing and mass and cleanliness and not all these things are bad I mean clean churches I mean man we used to we used to struggle with people bringing these kids with like their I don't want to say snot on the podcast. Oh, too late. You know, good grief. Like there's kids like, like we're supposed to have well baby nurseries, right? And They're bringing these kids into the nursery. Well, hopefully what may come out of this is people staying home when their kids sick, right? Um, So a lot of these things are good things, right? We're doing it to an extreme, but maybe when this passes and this too shall pass, um, maybe the new normal will be a little cleaner, a little safer, a little wiser, and that won't necessarily be a bad thing. But I know that these podcasts are listened to way in the future. And so if you're listening to this, there doesn't have to be a global pandemic Vi- uh COVID doesn't have to be a thing. Who knows? Maybe we're on COVID 45 when you're listening to this. All right. We're like 19. Like that's so passe, right? No, I, I always want to make sure that these podcasts um, that we're talking about timeless principles, principles that are transferable regardless of when you listen to them. And so that's what I want to talk about today. So um, how do we learn from this experience, right? Yeah, this is a tough era of ministry. This is a challenging area of ministry. And so let's start right out with the letter C in COVID. And the first thing I want to talk about is communication. Now, the C probably would have stood for church, but church has been turned upside down, right? Well, here's the beautiful thing about COVID, right? Is there a beautiful thing about COVID? Yes, there is. The beautiful thing about COVID is that we've always said that the church is not the building, right? Well, we've been kicked out of our buildings, right? And if we're in our buildings, we have all these restrictions. We're limited, right? I've got about 25, 30% of my kids in my church on a Sunday morning. So the church is not the building anymore. So I've had to shift my focus to not creating just incredible Sunday morning experiences, but going, how do I communicate the gospel? How do I communicate with kids who are not at church on a Sunday morning. So communication has become a huge challenge, all right? And so we've been using email, right? We've been mastering social media, right? We've been using Facebook and launching Facebook groups and using Instagram and experimenting with Marco Polo and many of you become zoom experts right some of you never had used zoom before I did a whole podcast with my buddy Craig Wilson I think it was number 133 if you if you still are struggling with zoom watch that we go into great detail with screen sharing on what all the settings are and how to do it and what games to play it was a it was a great um, podcast. I've done webinars on taking your Kidman digital. I've taught how to do green screen. We've had to learn so many things. All right. And so communications become a challenge, right? Well, I want to tell you, I want to encourage you to think old school. We, we think about these computers and these and these iPads and, and these iPhones and all these this high tech, but you know what? Maybe it's a season to go old school. Do you realize that Jesus changed the world and he had nothing electronic? Oh, man, I'm kind of jealous of Jesus. I mean, beyond being able to walk on water and go through walls and, you know, turn water into wine. Okay, I'm not really jealous about that one. But, you know, all the miracles he could do. Do you realize he didn't have to charge anything at night? Oh, you know how nice that was? I mean, we're excited about wireless charging. Jesus didn't have to charge anything. I mean, Jesus did not have to set up accounts. He didn't have to remember passwords. Oh my goodness. And when Jesus said, follow me, he was not talking about Twitter, right? He didn't have any, but how in the world did he do ministry? Well, maybe we need to go back to an era. Um, and we can't get rid of technology, right? We got to be in the world, but not of it. We got to be in the world. But maybe what we need to do is go a little old school, like pick up the telephone. How many of you guys remember AT&T? Reach out. Reach out and touch someone. Oh, it's kids ministry. We can't touch anyone. You, we we can call people, right? You know how powerful a telephone is? Now, I know what you're thinking. Carl, nobody answers the phone anymore. That's all right. You can leave messages. You know, you guys have all seen Gus, right? Live, you know who Gus is. He used to co-host the, the children's ministry podcast before we changed it to Kidman Talk. And uh, we took a poll and Gus got voted off the podcast. He's still sore about that. Um, but, um... You know, Gus will call, and um, and so I'll, I'll get on the phone, and Gus will call a kid and be like, hey, haven't seen you in Kids Church lately? I really miss you. This is better for people listening to the uh, the podcast version, not the video version, and then I'll walk in my office, like, hey, Gus, what are you doing? Oh, I- I'm on the phone. I'm calling Billy. I, I kind of miss him. Oh, that's great, and, and so I'll I'll take the phone from Gus and then and I'll be like, hey, Billy, how you doing? Billy, Billy, Gus, there's no one on the phone. No, I was leaving a message, Pastor Carl. Oh, you're leaving a message? Yeah, yeah, you know what that is? Yes, I know what that is. Oh, well, sorry, Billy, I, I thought you were on the phone. Well, I miss you too, Billy. Um, can't wait to see you again. Um, Can I have the phone back? Sure, you have the phone back. And I'll do this two-way conversation between me and Gus and Billy, all in the message machine. And parents will tell me that their kids love these messages. In fact, they'll save it. They'll play it over and over again. It's old-fashioned. It's phone. It's a recording. But they will love it. And the ministry impact of something that took a minute or two to do is powerful. And so maybe consider just taking a little time each day, Couple times a week to just do some phone calls, some old fashioned phone calls. What about mail? All right, snail mail. Remember that? Remember the remember stamps and envelopes? You know, you could print labels for every kid in your ministry, and you could just drop something in the mail your kids. Now you can go all gung ho, and you can make packets and you can fill them, or you could just hand do a couple each day until you've gotten through your labels. You know, kids love mail. I mean, how many of you who are parents, you you bring in the mail and your kids go anything for me? And you're kind of like, uh, no, like, why would there be anything for you? But they ask every day, right? Anything for me? They ask that every day. You'd think they'd learn. There's never anything for them. Well, imagine the day when they go, anything for me? And mom and dad go, no, wait a minute. Yeah, there, there actually is. It's, it's from your pastor. The kid's going to go bananas, all right? And so think about doing mail, right? Or, oh, now this is really old school. Do you remember visitation? Visitation, right? That sounds like somebody died. Not that kind of visitation. Visiting homes, yeah. You can now. I know you visit. You know all these restrictions and social. Nobody says you can't just drop by, and you and you can you can have a rule that you won't go in, even if they invite you in. They might feel obligated. So you can just say, no, no, no. I just want to drop by. And let you know I miss you. I have a little packet here. Maybe you've got a balloon. Maybe you got a little baggie that's sat for three days, whatever you need to do, you, whatever you feel need to do, and you just drop off a little gift. And, hey, I just miss seeing you at church, and I just want to drop by, say hello. Maybe a twist a balloon animal for him if, if you know how to do that. You give them a little gift, a little booklet. Maybe you go on Amazon or ChristianBooks.com, and you find some cool little kid book, and you just buy a box of them. And you just, you know, every day on your way home from work, you just visit one kid and drop something off. It's just something you you could consider doing. So think about ways you could increase communication and be the church, be the old-fashioned church. So there's our letter C. Well, what about the letter O in COVID? Well, this is a matter of focus. And as I thought about this, I thought, you know what? We have a choice. We can focus on obstacles or we can focus on opportunities. Now, you're not going to necessarily like the next thing I'm going to say, but this is going to sound really nuts. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say it. I have really enjoyed this season of ministry. I know that sounds crazy, right? Now that doesn't mean I've enjoyed every aspect. Believe me, there are things about this era of ministry that I do not like. There are things about this era of, I wouldn't say ministry, but in our culture and in the politics that flat out makes me angry. There are things that that I'm upset about. There's things I have to pray about. There's attitudes I have to keep in check. But when it comes to ministry, there's things I've enjoyed because I've made a a prayerful, determined choice that I'm not going to focus on the obstacles. I'm going to focus on the opportunities. One thing I have appreciated about my church is that we have focused as a church on the opportunities to love on our community. We've And I've talked about this in the past. Uh, the boxes of hope the drive-by meals, you know, the things we have done to partner with our community. Right now, as I record this in this part of my church, we've got the the uh, police department meeting in another room uh, doing training here at our church because they got booted out of a building that they originally were going to be meeting in because it got closed and we've opened up our building uh, to the police department to do training here. Um, we're trying to be accessible and available to our community. All right. And so I've been excited about the opportunities. You know, there are things that have happened during this season and in my children's ministry that would never have happened if COVID had not happened. And I'm grateful for those. For example, when we launched the full blown Kids Church online services, many of you use those at kidology.org forward slash Kids Church online, if you can't spell it forward slash. KCO. A lot of you use those. Those would never have happened. A lot of you are doing online ministry that would have never happened. Um, And as I began to wrestle with the stewardship of my time and how much time and energy I was putting into creating those videos and realizing I wanted there to be a longer benefit to the investment of that time than just putting hours and hours into one Sunday, I ended up launching PastorCarl.com. And it is a website for kids that is free from the YouTube related videos, free from uh the subscriptions and all the other things that were hindrances to me getting content to kids and my families love it, the kids love it. I've got tons of content I have created over the years for kids in my church, and now I have a a portal to push that out in a safe and secure way to the kids at my church. And I I have to chuckle because if it wasn't for COVID-19, this PastorCarl.com would have never existed. In fact, just today, and you may have heard of it by the time this podcast goes live, but just today I announced that I've just launched a podcast for kids. It's called Pastor Carl's Bedtime Stories. And it's on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And I'm I'm trying to get it out to um, Stitcher and a couple of other ones. And it's a way for me to minister to the kids who still can't come to church because I've got some families coming back, but some can't because of capacity issues, um, because they're just not comfortable yet, because of our, um, there's just a different factors. I've got about 25, 30% of the kids I used to have, and I still want to be the pastor of the kids who aren't here on Sunday. Plus, I want to reach kids who may never have come on Sunday. And so it's free to do a podcast. I thought, you know what? I love telling stories. I love telling Bible stories. I love telling parable type stories. I love all the stories I tell at camps and that I tell in children's church. I love doing puppet scripts and it, it's not that hard to do. And I thought, you know what? I, I'm i going to start pushing out stories for kids. And so you can, um, and it's cool. You can, a kid can just say to a, I thought, well, well, kids listen to a podcast. And I found out that a kid can literally, if they've got Alexa, they can just say, hey, Alexa, play Apple podcast Pastor Carl's bedtime stories and Alexa will just tell them a bedtime story from my podcast. It's pretty awesome So that just launched. In fact just yesterday I went to visit a family who were moving to Florida and it was goodbye and uh, it was bittersweet because uh, we were wishing them well and, but it was saying goodbye and their house was empty and uh, we ordered pizza and we were sitting on the floor and um, and so I saw their Alexa on the floor. You know, they, Alexa's like a family member, right? Uh, so she wasn't packed in a box. And uh, and so their little girl, Stella, I showed her how to ask Alexa to play a bedtime story from Pastor Carl. And she was so delighted to know that she can take me to Florida with her through Alexa and still hear um, my stories. So that would not have been uh, created. And so it gives us an opportunity to continue to be creative. You know, I never would have thought I'd be creating social distance games. You can go to kidology.org forward slash social distance games. And I've written about a dozen of them. I'm writing them for Sunday. I'm making them go with the curriculum that I use. And you can download some of them. Some are you just read it. You know how to do it. It's a lot of fun. So you have to have a mindset, whether it's covid Or you're listening to this a year from now and there's some other crazy thing going on in your church or in your life or in our country, you go, is this an obstacle I'm going to focus on or am I going to focus on the opportunity? All right. And by the way, let me just mention, go to kidology.org forward slash COVID-19 if you haven't already. And there's a whole page of all the different resources and training and videos and all kinds of stuff uh, to help you through this current season. What about the letter V? And I would have to say that during this season, you, you have an opportunity to focus on your values, to hone your values. You know, before COVID came, um, we get into a routine. We get into a cycle. We get into doing what we do every week. You know how fast Sunday came every week. And so we, we had our events, right? We went from Christmas, you know, into Easter and then into summer and then into fall and then Christmas was back. Meanwhile, we had every Sunday and all that got blown up and um, we didn't get to do our, our, um, our Easter, and then we didn't get to do our camp in our summer, and then we didn't get to do our fall kickoff, and, and now, you know, we don't get to do our fall thing, and Christmas has is is got question marks floating around it. Uh, but this also gives us the time to say, what are our values? You know, what really matters? If you go back and listen to podcast number 138, I talked about relaunching Not being in survival mode, but going, this is a season where we get to plan and we get to prepare. You know, I'm also enjoying this season because I'm getting to say, okay, when everything gets back to normal, when the church reopens, when everybody comes back, um, what is ministry going to look like? Am I just going to go back to what I was doing back in January, February? Or or am I going to be building toward the future? We're anticipating growth. Ladies and gentlemen, do you do you not anticipate there may be a spiritual awakening in our nation? When and I don't want to get political, so I'm I'm going to I'm going to go right around that. But when you look at what's going on in our country, when you look at the riding and the burning and the craziness, do you not realize that people are seeing the results of a godless culture? And the void is being exposed for what it is. And I don't care. I mean, I do at an individual level, but at a spiritual kingdom level, I don't care who wins the election. All right. I mean, I do at a personal level. And you could probably guess who I hope wins for the sake of unborn children and all that. But from a kingdom perspective, for souls going to heaven, ultimately, God is in charge. And what's being exposed in our culture is what happens in a godless culture. What happens when people who don't love God and don't fear God are let loose, when the restraints are removed. And there's a silent group of people who are seeing that. and and, and, I, and I don't just mean Christian. I mean people who aren't Christians, but they're not necessarily godless people, and that void is being exposed. And I think they're, I think we are posed poised, for a spiritual revival. I think people are going to be coming to church. They're going to be looking for meaning because they're going to find that what the world says brings meaning. Do whatever you want. Uh, believe whatever you want. Just the, this hedonism of pleasure and and uh, no consequence. They've seen where that goes. And I think there's going to be, uh, I hope, I pray, a spiritual backlash to that. And we're going to have spiritual growth. And we're going to have families coming back to churches that maybe weren't coming before. Not just families returning who couldn't come because of the danger of a virus, but families coming to church for the first time. And are you ready for that? Are you laying a foundation for parents and families who are going to come back, families that are going to come new and they're going to want to go deeper? I'm actually working on a strategy right now, a blueprint for how I want to help families at our church take their kids deeper in their spiritual journey. I don't know if my boss listens to this podcast, but I'm actually working on a blueprint and a strategy for taking kids and families deeper that I, I haven't even shared with him yet. And I don't even know if it'll fly. Um, he's probably gonna ask me about it if he does listen to my podcast. Um, because I'm excited to have this kind of this, that we're in the eye of the storm, Like right? There's there's storms going on all around us, but we, we have this opportunity right now to do some praying and hard thinking about when the storm passes over, and it's probably gonna get worse before it gets better, but when the storm passes, then and, and we have to rebuild and we have to clean up. And and what's that rebuilding gonna look like? I hope it's not just go back to what we were doing before. I hope it's gonna be better and stronger and more strategic. And now, now's the time to go back to our values. And what are we trying to do? What are we trying to build? And what's it going to look like? And start doing some of that planning now. It's pretty exciting. And so the I in COVID becomes identify your priorities. All right. Think about your schedule. I mean, your schedule, your duties, they all got dumped. It all got turned over. It's like a dump dump truck full of marbles got dumped and everything went all over the place and you've been scrambling, and at first it was scrambling just to move ministry from physical to online. The dust has kind of settled. You you kind of got that going. It's maybe underwhelming, um, but it's going. But now you have an opportunity um, to, to restructure and say, what are my priorities going to be going forward? and And start to define that. It might even be a time to rewrite your job description. Say, where did my time go before And evaluate that. It's not in a judgmental way, but to say, what ate up my time? What were the things I wish my time could go toward? How am I going to redefine my time in the future? Um, What can I give away? And you've heard me go through this. I do it big time in my coaching. Uh, What could someone else do? What would someone else do? What should someone else do? And what can I only, and what can only I do? And, and start to rebuild that job description so that when that storm passes, you say, you know what? I want to do what matters most. This is a time for some deep, hard, honest reevaluating. And you know what? If you do it first and privately and secretly, you don't even have to tell the boss or anybody else, you, you can start to make strategic changes before they're made for you. In fact, it's always better if you're proactively working this way and then you go to your leadership and say, man, I've been doing some hard thinking and I'm kind of thinking, man, this is, this is where we were headed and then this happened. And I'm really thinking like maybe, what do you think about us shifting this way? And you know, when you think proactively and positively and with vision, you very rarely are going to run into resistance. In fact, usually it excites people. And that's what the leadership above you is actually hoping and praying that you'll do because they don't want to be nudging you and pushing you and like hoping you'll do that. They get excited when you do that on your own. So lastly, our D is this dedication. This is a time for you to be dedicated. I know, I know, I know many of you are discouraged. You're looking at the views of your videos, the number of people who sign on to zoom or watch your Facebook lives and, And you're misinterpreting that as failure. Back just two podcasts ago, 139, I talked about the definition of success. If you're discouraged, I I hope you'll go back and watch that because that whole podcast was dedicated to encouraging you to define your success in ministry as only fulfilling and following God's call in your life. Our success as ministers is not how many people respond. All right. It's, it's how much we obey. It's how much we are faithful. it's, it's really just comes down to our dedication. And, and this morning I was on a Facebook Live with Ryan Frank and we talked about it as well this morning. Um, your job is to be faithful. It's to be dedicated. And you might be putting things out there and not seeing a response. But what you have to understand is the people you're putting this stuff out there for, you're sending out Zoom invites, and maybe 25 families used to come and now three come. Or you used to do these Facebook Lives and you used to have like, I don't know how many views it used to get that was important to you, and now you're getting 10% of people logging on. Here's what you have to understand. People also are dealing with this whole craziness right now. They've got their own issues in their family, in their work, in their community, and just in their in their own weariness and exhaustion and fatigue. But they see what you're doing. And just because they did not respond or log in or join doesn't mean they don't see your faithfulness and your dedication. If you peter out if you burn out, if you give up, you will add to their discouragement because even their spiritual leaders are giving up and and getting weary and throwing in the towel. You will add to their discouragement. So don't dis- don't confuse their lack of response as a lack of encouragement that you are providing because you are demonstrating your faithfulness even if they don't respond to your faithfulness, you, you are throwing out a lifeline. You're throwing out that life preserver, that anchor. Even if they don't grab on to it, they, they see it there. The time is going to come where they'll grab it. They might just be like, I just want to tread water right now. I, I don't want help. I don't want to grab on. I, I appreciate that it's there, but I just want to tread water. But when they can't tread water anymore, they're going to grab on. All right. Or when the when the water calms down, maybe they'll even just swim in on their own. Because maybe they're too proud to grab the life preserver. Uh, They just want to tread. You know, I don't want to overdo the analogy. But the time is going to come where they're going to come back. And your faithfulness will produce fruit. It just might not produce it now. And it might not produce it in the way that means something to you. The key is to be faithful. And so part of it is keep doing what you're doing and just be faithful. Sometimes it's maybe try something new be open to trying something different. As you do phone calls, as you do visits, as you try some different ways, you can ask people, hey, what would encourage you? Is there some way that I, I, is there something different I can do that would help encourage you uh, during this time? Be open to feedback. Be open to game change plans. But the point is, don't, don't be too hard on yourself. And don't evaluate your success based on other people's response. Because their response is between them and God. What All that matters between you and God is that you are faithful to the call that he has given you to do. All right. Hey, uh, a couple people have been asking me about um, our church. I wait till the end of the podcast because I really don't want high traffic on this. So if you've stuck it out this long, um, you can go to my church's website. It's highpointchurch.us. Forward slash kids forward slash reopen. And on that page, it's really designed just for my church, but I'll let you snoop on there. There's a training video I produced uh, for our volunteers to watch. All of our documentation of our policies and our cleaning procedures and all that. You can download it all. There's even a zip folder to give everything to you. Um, so that's all on there. You'll get a kick out of the training video because I did a green screen. I tried to make it look fun with my hazmat suit. And when everyone comes in and gets their temperature taken, they get a green sticker. I wore the green sticker. So because of the green screen, I look like I got shot. There's like a bullet hole straight through me uh, for the whole video. And um, that's kind of funny. So, um, so you so you can check that out. Um, but I also want to lastly give you the first sneak peek into the next masterclass that I'm teaching. I'll be talking about this more later and promoting it later, Um, but you can go to kidology.org forward slash write that book. That's right. My next masterclass is going to be an author's masterclass. And if you've had a dream of writing a book, I'm going to take a very small class of people. I'm going to coach you through the process of writing a book, formatting it getting it edited and designing your chapters you're gonna get a cover uh, professionally designed that you're gonna mock up and then a professional designer is gonna finish it up for you and um, and by January you will have a full published ebook you'll have the option of having it in print if you'd like and because you've been with me for the whole podcast you can get 50 bucks off if you use the coupon code right now as in WR. I T E N O W right now for 50 bucks off um, if you sign up for the course. So just go to kidology.org forward slash write that book. You can learn all about it. It's very limited how many people I'm going to take because I'll be coaching you through the whole process. Read all about it on there. And thank you for joining me here on Kidman Talk. Thanks for all your feedback, your encouragement. Share this podcast. Remember, focus on communication. Get off email, reach out to people, change lives, turn those obstacles into opportunities. Define your values, focus on your values, identify your priorities, and above all else, be dedicated to what you're doing. Your success is measured only by your faithfulness, to your calling, and nothing else. I look forward to hearing back from you behind this podcast encourage you consider joining or supporting supporting kidology it always helps us keep doing what we're doing which is equipping and encouraging those children until next time this is Carl